Once again this week, we continue to read from John chapter 6. This is supposed to go on uh, for, for five weeks, but a little uh, sneak peek to next week, by the way. Uh, next Sunday falls on August 15th, so we'll actually be celebrating uh, the Assumption of Mary. So we won't be reading uh, John chapter 6 next week, which actually is the whole crux of John chapter 6 next week, uh, verses 52 to 58. But don't worry, we'll make up for it uh, the, the next week. But of course, what do we call John chapter 6? We call it uh, the bread of life discourse. Of course, we started with the feeding uh, of the 5,000. And then last week, we, we hear Jesus say, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And so in this part, we're actually, he's not referring yet to the Eucharist yet. He's actually referring to his divinity. We'll see a switch in a couple of verses here, and we'll get to it. But that first part that he's trying to refer to is, is his divinity. And so when he says this, what do the Jews do? I, I love this, this word. They murmured. They murmured about Jesus because he said, I am the bread that came down uh, from heaven. So often we murmur sometimes too, don't we? And so this is what the Jews are doing. But the reason they're doing this is because he's saying that he is truly the Son of God. That he is God's Son. That he is divinity. Fully human and fully divine. And so, of course, they're murmuring amongst themselves. And they even say, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph? Do we not know his father and his mother? How can he be from heaven? And this kind of makes sense, right? But yet it doesn't uh, make sense because Jesus says to them, stop murmuring among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draw him and I will raise him on the last day. They should have already been able to see that Jesus truly is more than just a prophet. And here he is feeding 5,000 men, not including women and children right before that. He's performed countless miracles. He's been teaching all these other things. We can even say uh, he's born in, in Bethlehem, which also refers to uh, Bethlehem as an analogy to bread, that he's made this bread from heaven. We see all of these analogies, and yet once again the Jews are murmuring among themselves. But then Jesus says this very important thing. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him. So what does that mean? It means that the Father is going to reveal Jesus to us, and he's going to draw us towards him. This means that the faith that we have in Jesus, the faith we have in God, is actually a gift from God. When God draws us in, this is a gift. So often we think, oh no, I'm giving God a gift because I believe in him. No, it's the other way around. God gives us this gift of faith. God gives us this opportunity to come into a relationship with him. And what a great gift it is. And it wasn't just for the promised people. It wasn't just for the Jews. As we know, Jesus came for everyone. And he revealed himself to everyone, to the, to the Israelites, to the Samaritans, to the Greeks, to everyone. He said, here I am. And he still does that today as well. And he goes on and says, they will be taught by God. And sure enough, we are. We are taught by Jesus when he comes into this world. He opens up the scriptures 
for us. Everyone who listens to my Father and learns from him comes to me. And of course, we have this beautiful line, Amen, amen, I say to you. Whoever believes has eternal life. Different interpretation, of course, for amen would be truly. So truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me has eternal life. When we believe in Jesus, we're going to have that opportunity for eternal life. But we must believe that he truly is more than just a prophet, that he truly is God. And I think we're here this morning because we believe that. Christians believe this. Non-Catholics believe that Jesus is Christ. And so often, actually, uh, non-Catholics, you know, Lutherans, Protestants, Episcopalians, everyone else, maybe not Episcopalians, they might believe actually more than that, uh, they'll come to John chapter 6 and see this is Jesus revealing his divinity. And if we stopped right there, that's what it would be. But then he has this next line. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat it and not die. And so what does Jesus want to do for us? He wants to give himself to us that we may eat of him, that we may consume him. And when we come and receive Jesus in the Eucharist, it's not just a symbol of his divinity. It is him truly present in the Eucharist. And it's in this beautiful line from John 6, 51. I am the bread that came, living bread, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. Is my flesh. It's more than bread. It's my body that I give for you. And if you eat of it, if you partake of it, you are able to share in the divinity of God. How beautiful this is, that when we come and receive the Eucharist, God becomes part of us. We share in his divinity. And when we do that, what happens? Of course, we know when we come and receive the Eucharist, we're filled with God's most abundant grace because he becomes part of us. And we're able to live in a way that God walks with us, is in our life. And you know, as I know, that it transforms us when we receive him. And it helps us to go out into a world that is full of darkness sometimes and bring the light of Christ into it. But know that Christ is inside of us. It's this food for this journey. We hear about this today in our first reading the prophet Elijah. Here is Elijah. (laughs) Oh, Elijah. This beautiful line as well. He went a day's journey into the desert. Even then, hopefully our mind is going desert, 
Israelites, Exodus, Passover, we can see this, until he came to a broom tree and sat beneath it. And then what did he do? He prayed for death, saying, This is enough, O Lord. Take my life, for I am no better than my father's. You ever said that first part of that line before? This is enough, O Lord. I'm done. That's essentially what Elijah is saying. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. This would be better. Just, you know, just take this away from me. And this is what Elijah uh, is saying. And you know, what does the Lord do? An angel touched him and ordered him to get up and eat. And sure enough, there was a jug of water and a hearth cake there for him. And he ate and drank, and he went back to bed. He laid down again. Then the angel came back a second time, touched him in order, get up and eat, else the journey will be too long for you. And so he got up, he ate and he drank, and was strengthened by that food and walked 40 days and 40 nights to the mountain of God Horeb. So Mount Sinai, where Moses was, uh, went as well. And so we see that this, this food fed him for this journey to a holy place. When we come and receive the Eucharist, we too are fed with Christ for our journey, our daily journey into the world that can be full of darkness, but also our journey from this life to the next, to that eternal homeland, to that life with God forever. And this beautiful gift of the Eucharist is readily available for us. And Jesus wants us to partake of him. And so today when we come and receive the Eucharist, let's open up our heart, open up our mind, open up our whole body to be able to be filled with that, that divinity of God, to share in his divinity and to know that now we have that food for our journey, that strength for our journey of our daily life into eternal life as well.